If you enjoy this show, subscribe to youtube.com slash comic pop for even more deep dives into your favorite comics. All right, let's get on with the show now. Sweeping down upon the underworld to smash gangland, a mysterious, all-powerful character, but a crusader for law. Hey, everybody, welcome to the Elseworlds Exchange. I am Sal, and I'm joined today by the man who murdered the Justice League unceremoniously. No, very ceremoniously in Justice League 75, the death of the Justice League. No joke, they're dead, and they're never coming back. Oh yeah, never, never, never. Yeah, I killed them all. Killed them all dead. They'll never come back because it's not comic books. Remember That's when right. Joe Quesada? Remember when Joe Quesada famously said that dead is dead in comics? Dead is dead. We all Why believed we it, that back? it. Yeah, we all believed it, and then uh, no one has ever come back. I remember personally when Superman died in Death of Superman, and he has never come back. Yeah, like we've no, never had Superman since then. Yeah, we could use him, but uh, it's sad. It's sad. It's a really interesting risk that DC took, but uh, you know, I'm glad to see they're carrying the, over the noble tradition. Uh, yeah, 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 Batman. Yeah, and then it, you know, you know it, it sold incredibly well. Like it sold really, really well, and uh, we're going back to second print. We just announced second that today. Print. Yeah, I know yeah. it's really exciting. You know, um, you know, it's pretty rare for us to go to second printing. Certain things have to happen for us to go to second print, but uh, mm-hmm. we're really, really excited. Really excited about you. it. I pre-ordered that book based on your, like, we were talking about the book when we were hyping it up last time you were here. So I called my local comic book, so I pre-ordered the book. And they were like, Just Like 75? Like, why? (laughs) And I'm like, because it's cool, man. It's going to be great. And uh, so they do, or at least they say they do. I go to the shop. It's not in my pull list. And it's not on the shelf. Yeah. Gone. I go to the next shop. It's gone. Yeah. So I had to buy it on digital like a plebe and just read it like everybody else. Oh my God. Yeah, but, I, uh, I heard from a lot of comic book stores that they were selling out in the comic book stores, you know, and I had heard from a couple of shops. They had posted about it, like one shop had posted. So normally, as you know, we've talked about this, that like uh, normally with social media, all my tweets are scheduled. Usually yes. they're all scheduled. Occasionally I'll jump in there, but I don't really pay that much attention to it. Like I try nope. to. I have, I have too much going on to add that other <laughs> element to my life. You know, it's like, I have yeah. so much going on in here that it's like adding this whole other, this whole other beast of a thing over here. Of course. Uh, is its own, its own problem. Yeah. Um, and, uh, but I was, I was last week, uh, somebody, another writer, actually, we were talking about it and they were like, how's it going? And I was like, I have no idea. Like I have too much work to do right now. And I, I'm glad it's out there. I'm glad it's out there. I hope it's selling. Like that's always my goal is I want it to sell for retail or something. I hope it's selling. And then they were like, oh, this one comic book store was tweeting about how they sold out and they had to like, go and like get copies from their like um their mail order. They had to go borrow copies from their mail order to oh. get them to to sell them in the stores because it was so hot in the store and they were selling out. So I was like, Oh, this is awesome. And then I started talking to some different stores that I know and they were like, Yeah, we're selling like crazy. So it's been uh it was really, really exciting. And then last week we uh, we started talking about doing the second print last week. And so today we announced the second print, you know, we announced that the second print is actually going to be different. Um, it's oh. actually going to, so this week, depending on when this video airs, um, <laughs> so free comic book day is coming and free comic book day is a zero issue. And in the zero issue, it has like a, a short Wally West story spoilers has a cool Wally West story kind of with the justice league dying um and you start to get a glimpse of what this new world looks like and what's happening because of these deaths yeah and it has a preview of dark crisis number one has seven pages has some stuff about the multiverse we put in there and has a checklist for a lot of what we're doing not everything but a lot of it excellent and what we're doing with this uh so this week you can go to your comic book store and you can get you know the free comic book day special but with this second printing of just like 75 we're actually including the wally west story in it uh oh, so cool. you it'll be like a bumper it'll be like a cool like two for one kind of thing that you can get um as like an extra bonus for getting the second printing um and that's actually going to come out the week before dark crisis number one so it's like perfectly timed it's like if you if you want to know what's going on you want to read this and you know you and i talk about this stuff a lot but it's like at the end of the day this is my goal is to get people to go to comic book stores like i want yes. you to go to the store and buy these books and not just buy this book but buy more comics you know i, I want you to go and you know, always talk about this is like some of these big summer blockbuster like you know i had this conversation before but these big like michael bay blockbuster summer things sometimes the goal is to like get you to go in the store and we hope buy that 
but then you also see other books, you know, exactly. like you go and you look in there and you're like, oh, here's this other DC book that I haven't read before. I'll try that. Or there's this other like awesome creator owned comic that I've never would have heard of before. And I buy that. Like the hope is you just get, in this, get you, get you back in the store. And that's really okay. my goal with all this exactly. stuff. And sometimes you got to blow things up to get people to pay attention. <laughs> that's very true. No, you got uh, characters. You gotta be loud. You gotta be loud. You gotta make noise, right? You gotta be noisy. Yeah, we, that was your that was yeah. your uh your old your old adage, right? Yeah, we gotta be noisy every once in a while. There's so much going on in comics all the time. There's so much there, there's a lot happening all the time, right? Yeah, now, no, right? There, yeah, go ahead. You've got you've got the death of Justice League. I like to call it like a magnet book where it just pulls everybody yeah. in and it gets you something else. Cause like, you know, there's step by bloody step, but like there, there's the sagas Dude, back. I'm borrowing just... that phrase. I'm going to borrow the, a magnet book. That is good, yeah. Awesome <laughs> phrase. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna borrow that uh, and tell dc about it yeah yeah it's a good sexy hook you can use in your marketing oh, but uh oh, it's no it's true way. yeah um, that's, that is cool. we want people to look at the stuff again you know and it's like it gets you to talk about the stories i mean that's really what you know my goal is people talk about the story and talk about and have those debates and have those conversations i mean we've talked about this a bit i think on throughout the different uh times you've talked but it's like you know having all these characters die and having a death like this and in a story like this, it brings up all these conversations about what does death mean in comics and, right. and the conversation we're having in the book too. Like there's a scene coming up, we're doing a, a road to dark crisis special. And there's a scene where John and Nightwing, like John Kent, Superman and Nightwing are talking and they're talking about death and, and John is upset and like, you know, my dad is dead. Bruce is dead. Like he's having all of this, you know, emotion about it. And Nightwing <laughs> sort of dealing with it in his own way. Um, yeah he has this moment where he's just like and i mean kind of is like you know that your dad died right like <laughs> yeah before. like first time and, yeah he's like this has happened before it'll be okay and they start having these conversations about what death actually means because I, I i i talk about this a lot but i always have this theory about sometimes you have to slow down for a minute in the story and think about what the characters would actually say in these moments yeah. and sometimes what they would say is also what we would say like they've lived in a world where these characters have died and come back. So how does it impact them moving forward? You know, and I wanted to explore some of those ideas here. And, but that's part of all this has to lead with, you know, sometimes you gotta be noisy. Sometimes you gotta throw a grenade in the room, you know, sometimes you need something. Something's gotta happen. Cause if nothing's yeah. happened, don't talk about the books, you know, it's like, and, and sadly, sometimes the thing we've noticed that gets people's attention, you know, is death like it gets you to it gets you to sit up for a minute and be like wait what's happening what are you yeah. doing uh and that's that's sometimes what we have to do and that's what just like 75 is and that's people to look gets people in the door and gets them to go look at the rest of the line and the stuff that's we're right. doing with dark crisis yeah. let me ask you this uh i think i know the answer to this but which death that oh, you, you know executed <laughs> was the hardest to write and i think i know exactly what the answer oh is. yeah okay well I, i'm curious who do you think it was i think it's i think it's ollie yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. That was the hardest <laughs> thing of the whole book. I mean, you know, so for years, for years, um, whenever I had an opportunity to pitch for DC, like this is back before Flash, before Rebirth, even before New 52, when I was like around and I knew people in editorial and I knew I was doing creator own books and mini comics, like I knew people in editorial and I knew other creators. Anytime I was in a room, I was always like, can I write Green Arrow? Like anything with Green Arrow, it was a short story, anything. Like I would always be like Green Arrow, Green Arrow, Green Arrow, Green Arrow. And, and even when I would get jobs, I was always trying to find a way to get sneak Green Arrow in there. Like even when I was doing like Justice League versus Suicide Squad, like Green Arrow was not part of that team. But I'm like, so how do I get Green Arrow in here? <laughs> like <Right. laughs> constantly, 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 constantly. And I could never, I could never do it. And I remember um, the summer before I got the job on the flash, like officially uh, got the job that summer before um, I remember talking to somebody at DC, one of the executives and they were like, what did you pitch Dan today? I was like, Oh, it's not really what I write. And they were like, Oh, green arrow. <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like, no, it's flash. I really, I want to write, I'm writing flash. I really want to write flash. I pitched them some flash ideas and they were like, Oh, okay, cool. Cool. And so this has always been like a thing of me trying yeah. to write green. And it never works out. I, I've, I've never been able to get it in there. And so the very first time I really get to write him, like actually really write him is Justice League 75. So right. I was like, all right, okay. Like I've written him another couple little things, you know, like tiny bits. And, and actually because of uh, things with publishing, it's like Green Arrow appeared in Deathstroke number six, but I wrote Justice League 75 before that issue. 
Gotcha. So it was like technically I wrote him before. So uh, yeah, I wanted to make sure that he had the most dialogue, most screen time, and um, and had you know some heart to the story. And so that was the one that was the hardest. And when I when the when Rafa Sandoval started drawing issue seventy five, which by the way Rafa just like nails it right, like so many Great dope big moments. Yeah, yeah, he he really went for it. He knew what he was doing. He knew how important it was. Uh, with um, he he wrote me an email and was like, oh, like, this is really hard. Hero's my favorite character. Like, <laughs> oh, dude, I'm right there with you. This is so, it was definitely, like, an emotional thing for everybody involved working on that particular particular scene. And, um, you know, there's a lot of surprises and twists coming when it comes to just 65 and the stuff with Dark Crisis. I think people will see that, like, this story is far from over. And the stuff that happens with Green Arrow in that issue will play up in big, big ways later. And, you know, um, as you and I were talking about before we started recording, it's like, sometimes I have to remind myself that like, I'm at the end of the book. Right. Like I've already read the book. Like I, yeah. if, if the justice league, uh, you know, death of justice league, dark crisis saga, I'm at the end of the book. I'm like the only person that has read the whole book at this point. Mm-hmm. And everyone else is just in the first chapter. And so all their reactions, sometimes I have to remind myself of that because I'll get these reactions and people are like upset about something. And I'm like, why are you so worried about that? And it's right. like, because oh, you're in the first chapter. I'm at the end. So it's, yeah. it'll be really interesting to see when people see the big uh, tapestry of it. Like, you know, I've, I've noticed there's a lot of like misconceptions about the book, not just 75, but Dark Crisis. Yeah. Like, I think they think it's about certain things. And it's like, you're only going to really get the full story of what it's actually about by reading it, you know? Like, mm-hmm. uh, and we can talk about all this stuff, but it's like, that's really the, the meat of it to read it. But, like today, we also announced um, we're doing a bunch of Dark Crisis Worlds Without Justice League books. Yep. Uh, we had previously already announced that Tom King and Chris Burnham were doing one about Superman. Um, it's about you know Clark with uh, John Kent. Um, this this information already out there, so I'm not really spoiling anything. But okay. This one in particular. This one in particular is about a world in which Clark gets to see uh, John's teenage years, and you know Tom King did this amazing amazing story about that because that was something that was taken away from clark and so we're, we're giving it back to clark and this very emotional issue of burnham is just knocking out of the park there's pages in there where like it's so cool looking it's so funny like there's a page where it's superman and john and they're fighting a giant robot and it's like <laughs> i know we've seen superman fighting a giant robot but in this case with burnham it's just like it's so much fun um the backup in that one is an aquaman backup by brandon thomas and i'm gonna mispronounce his name but i think it's fico osio um I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm I'm just as bad. So I I know I'm gonna, I'm, I'm mispronouncing those names here. Uh, we're doing a Green Lantern one. Uh, that's Philip Kennedy Johnson. That one is awesome. I think we're gonna show some covers from that one pretty soon nice. with Fernando Blanco. Um, there's a Hawkgirl backup. Um, that's done by Nadia Shamas and Jack Herbert. That's really cool. We're doing a Wonder Woman one. That's Teeny Howard and Lila Del Duca. Uh, she had done a shutter with Joe Keating years ago, which is an awesome looking book and uh, was one of my favorite books for a while. Yeah. We're doing a Martian Manor backup by Dan Waters and Brandon Peterson. Let me tell you something like that was one of the ones I was really excited about because I was like, dude, Dan Waters doing Martian Manor. Like, you know, that shit's going to be super weird and fun. <laughs> yeah. And he just really like, he just goes for it. It's so much fun. Then we're doing a, a Green Arrow one. It's a Green Arrow Black Canary one. And it's with Stephanie Phillips and Clayton Henry. And then the backup on that one is Dennis Culver and Nick Varela, um, who's awesome. Her art is really, really cool. That one is a lot of fun. Then we're doing a Batman one that is Cy Spurrier and Ryan Sook. Oh, my God. Like, it is so cool. The stuff that Ryan Sook is turning in is amazing. Like, when people start seeing that art that Ryan is making, they're going to flip yeah. out. And then we have a Zatanna one that is uh, Megan Fritz-Martin and Rebecca Isaacs, which to me is like really exciting. I've been a fan of Rebecca for a long time. I'm just like this stuff. So we have all these really cool stuff that's coming with Dark Crisis. You know, we're doing a um, the the Flash crossover we're doing, which is super important. And then we're doing the Injustice storyline, which which ends up showing you what's going on with that generation of characters and how this is impacting them differently than like the Titans or the newer characters. Dope. It's a lot of stuff. Like it's it's a lot. There's a lot coming, and it's really um, 
it's been really, really exciting. Uh, and it all starts with that 75 issue. So I'm glad we're doing a second printing because I think people are going to start being like, oh, wait, this actually matters. I got to read this thing. So <laughs> I'm hoping that we get it out there and people get, you know, pumped up about it. Like, that's really my uh, my goals with this stuff. But yeah, those yeah, one shots are gonna be really cool. Yeah, I think we're going to start showing some of the art uh, for some of it next week. So, yeah, it's going to be really exciting. I will say those uh, those one shots are exciting. And it reminds me of... Um an event that has another dc event that had some really strong one shots where it's like oh man sometimes the one shots actually ended up overshadowing the story which was convergence oh yeah there's some really cool convergence ones yeah i thought you're gonna say a pun no no i was not going to say death metal but uh death metal has its own um uh uh strengths yeah, yeah. Well, I think with, with Death Metal, you know, with that one in particular, Scott, James, and I worked really hard to make sure that all the one-shots had value, that they yes, weren't just absolutely. Like throwaways, you know, and that was the thing here. We wanted to make sure these all had value and that they all, you know, they're they're important to what we're doing, you know. Exactly. And the stuff that's going on with these, uh, these one-shots are very important to the story we're telling with Dark Crisis, yeah. so you kind of have to check them all out to get right. the big picture of what's going to be happening in dark crisis but based based on the creative teams for each of these issues like you're you're getting something that's like it's it's part of the larger tapestry but it also has its own like the, it has its own identity so you're like yeah. oh like if you are if you if you focus on one or two particular characters like you're going to you're going to get like this whole kind of concept for each of these characters yeah 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 you'll you can read them by themselves that was part of the goal with it too was that you, you could read one by itself and get its own story but then when you look at it in the context of dark crisis it means something else and yeah some of those pieces without getting i have to be careful i can get like two lost in a spoiler sometimes uh -huh. i'm like what out I'm like oh my god issue one hasn't even come out yet so i can't talk about a lot of stuff but when you start seeing how these pieces come together yeah it all adds up to something really special and you have to but you have to you know you have to get there I think when we get there, people start to see it all. You're going to be like, oh, this all adds up to this. And as we get further into the event, I think people will start seeing why all these things matter and get to see how, how cool this, this stuff we're building is. Exactly. Uh, you had teased last time you were here about Pariah mm -hmm. and how you were kind of like, yeah. uh, you justice for Pariah kind of thing. Mm -hmm. uh, and Pariah has become like this kind of, it's it's funny to see like the the big bad. I mean, I don't know. Can we can we talk about that? Like, I, like Pariah. Yeah, we can talk about Pariah in seventy five. Yeah, he seems to be like front and center as far as like the major. Yeah, I think you know it's funny how the Great Darkness plays a really important part of all of this. Yeah, but you know the Great Darkness is being controlled by Pariah, or Pariah's exactly. trying. Exactly. Pariah thinks he can control this this force. I mean, it's important to know that like the Great Darkness is not. A thing of good or evil it just is you know and like we can get all the theoretical like stuff about what the great darkness is and we can have all kinds of conversations about that but it's not yeah it's not an evil thing you know it's not a he or a her it's not a it's nothing it's it's a it's this it's this thing that just exists constantly right, right. like um have you seen the movie babadook no, I've not seen Bob. All right, they're not gonna talk about that. But okay, so <laughs> but it's this thing that exists and it's not going to just go away, right? Okay. Not gonna just that's not a thing you and there's a scene in, in 75 where they talk about this. Where yeah. it's like Dr. Multiverse is like it is not a thing that you fight. Right. It's not a thing that you go in punching. There's no there's no giant like uh, great darkness dragon that's coming, you know, it, right. it isn't what it is, right? So Pariah is manipulating this in hopes that he can get what he wants. And right. and that's a big part of 75. And you know, that's why in 75 there's no scene where the Great Darkness is like talking or anything, you know, like no. we don't really have like a lot of that it's it's all through pariah and it's pariah's interpretation of this force you know pariah like we talked about before where it's like in in christ and infinite earths it shows that pariah kind of didn't care about the people of his world like he had wife right. and kids there but he almost didn't care about them it was a formality right it was like this is what you do you have wife and kid you do that but he didn't necessarily care about them he didn't care about the people and he talks about no. this throughout those those stories where he's just kind of like eh, i don't really care about all this all i care about is knowledge all i care about is the secrets to the universe and then he yeah. learns the secrets of the multiverse and then that unleashes the anti-martyr but it destroys his world and when it destroys his world he survives because he was in his like machine when it happened he was in this like chamber um but he got trapped in limbo for thousands of years <laughs> like he is stuck in the dark for thousands of years until the monitor comes and gets him and then curses him doesn't save him 
and also annoyingly doesn't explain why he's cursing him but <laughs> curses him to have these powers to be immortal right yeah like that's why you know black adam comes over and starts punching him and he's just right. like dude i survived the, the death of infinite worlds like yeah. you punch me in the face is nothing like what, what what is this like and but he's given these gifts he's given these powers and one of the main powers is, is that he is constantly tortured by being taken to worlds when they're in a crisis and and having being forced to watch that world die and this happens for infinite worlds and, and to the point where we get down to one right yeah how many worlds i mean it sounds silly to, it's a rhetorical question right like how many worlds well infinite that means yeah. he was going from world to world to world right until it stops like it's just years. yeah exactly what does that do to someone yeah right like there's that scene in christ in the third where he's watching them and he's like i wish i could help them i wish i could do anything why but he's also like why are they running right like don't they know what i know there's no place yeah. to run <laughs> like this is it you're gonna be swallowed by the dark and um you know i i wanted to show what that character is like um and it's funny i saw somebody uh one time they did an article about how like i had turned pariah into this and i'm like no 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 <laughs> <laughs> uh mark wolfman did because if you go back yes. there was a crossover well not only with christ in at first but there was a crossover with war of the gods written by mark wolfman where he talks about this and, and pariah yeah. literally is like here i'll i'll read it to you if i can he, he basically i have it saved just because i found it to be so fascinating that this person had gone through these experiences and we never talk about it again. Like yep. they just never came up again. And, and that always kind of bugged me. I'm like, we should do more with this character. And it's like, I've totally. always been kind of trying to push uh, to get Pariah back somehow. Like every time I could, I was like, well, we should, should we should get Pariah. It. Yeah. We should use Pariah. Yeah. So in this, in this issue, he's just like, he literally is coming about like death is coming. He's like, I want to end my curse, free me from my destiny. And he even talks about like, do you see it coming through the darkness? It is the end of everything. And this is this is a long time ago. It's not now. But no. then he's just like, um, what does he say right here? He literally is like, the peace I have I have for so long craved is finally at hand. Because of my sins, I must always be at the moment of complete destruction. This is the moment why I was summoned here. And then later on at the end of the event, there's like a little coda with him. And it's like, and poor Pariah, who gave up his one chance in his tortures so that more futures can live and die. It isn't fair. <laughs> like, that's Mark Wolfman. So it's like, yo, like, this has been built into this character the whole time. That totally. He was like, this, you know, the only way to end his, his suffering is for this world to be destroyed. Like, it's the last one. Yeah. Uh, but he's been suffering this whole time. Now he's like, wait, 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 wait. What if I fix it? Like, what if I bring back what was taken? Um, and he kind of thinks the only way to do that is he's taking a risk. He's like, I can manipulate the great darkness, build this army, all to destroy this earth. And if I destroy this earth, then I can get everything back. This is it. Yeah. Like he's taken it's it's his last shot to end his curse. And he doesn't care if if I think his attitude is a little bit like, well, if I die in the process. Like it's it's a way you know no matter what it's a win for him. And well, so he wants to die. Like he there's yeah, uh, he wants to die. yeah. My, my my wife Tiffany covered uh, War of the Gods in a big bad way and did all this like this huge episode about it. And uh, it, she he's become her least favorite character. She hates Pariah because he's such a whiner. Because <laughs> every, in every in every page so he's cool. like I've suffered though. Like don't there's a there's a contingent in War yeah. of the Gods of heroes that are dedicated to just keeping Pariah from helping Hecate destroy the earth because Dude, yes. he will and, and and that's like that's actually one of the coolest moments in the book is when it's like pariah's laughing yeah dude she, let me tell you she is far from the first person to be like i hate pariah hey, he's I too pariah, man i yeah. have heard this for years because uh you know I would, I would bring pariah up a lot like we would have these meetings about events and stuff and i would just be like where's pariah like yeah because he's i'm like, like the anti-watcher is... where it's like when watcher shows up to watch things it's like probably show up to just have to watch it and be like yeah he's oh. just like always oh, the end because what the watcher is like oh this is a major moment yes. that is the watcher this is like oh if i'm here that means people are dying like right but so he's always, you know, he always had this reputation, I think, among a lot of people that like, yeah, he's a, a whiner or a crier or whatever. And so yeah. I have, uh, every time he would like come up. Grown him up, like, yeah. Yeah, we like pariah, pariah, pariah. And then finally it worked out. 
Yeah. It was the right timing, and I think it made sense uh, for the story, um, especially if we're going back to a lot of the elements from the original Christ and Earth and picking up some of those pieces that were left, and he's one of the major ones. And it's like, I know with Infinite Crisis, they went down the same path with Alexander Luther and with Superboy Prime, what they wanted. But I feel like what they wanted was different from what he wanted, because they were just like, we want our worlds back, or we yeah. want a perfect world. And he's kind of like, no, I want it all back. Like, how do I do that? And, well, you know, it gets even really gets, like... He, he he doesn't even really miss his wife and children like he he says it but like when he had them he neglected them and ignored them, them and it's yeah. like so for him he's just like i mean I, I you know at the end of the day if you get what you want you'll probably just end up getting going back to your old ways he's a, he's a selfish person he's a selfish person exactly he's a exactly. selfish person yeah in um uh phil kenny johnson does the story in the um also, Phil King Johnson is like awesome at like yeah. big mythology and world building. And you look at the stuff that he's doing with action and, and how great the stuff over his action is. And and he did again, like when we were talking about the one shots, like you know, me and Toro, we kept talking about the different writers and what we got excited about them doing. So like Dan Waters doing Martian Manhunter, we were like, that's really exciting. You know, Cy Spurrier doing this Batman story, that's really exciting. Um we were trying to figure out who was gonna do the pariah short. I immediately was like, Oh, it's gotta be Philip. You know, I feel like <laughs> Philip will understand this character really well. And that's what Philip's story is about, is about Pariah kind of, you know, roaming Earth, waiting for the next crisis, but also being like, I just want to, I want this all to end. Yeah. And then being called away. And and without getting too many spoilers, but stuff happens. <laughs> like you start realizing <laughs> oh, good. what's going on and, and how it starts to, to impact what we did with 75 and what's going on with dark crisis. But yeah, I yeah. love, I love Pariah. I don't really see him as a whiny character, I guess. I feel like he's not in this book. Like in, well, and what's funny no. is in, in just like 75, like he is a formidable opponent and he is like yeah. a force to reckon with, but you still get like Pariah moments. Like him saying mm-hmm. I've suffered is in, is it, it's in his DNA and he says yeah. it in dark yeah. and he says it in just like 75, but it's so funny. Well, now he's pissed. Now he's pissed. Before, he's, 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 it's yeah, turned sad, now he's pissed. anger, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Before he was sad, now he's pissed off, and I think that's what I was trying to do differently with him. It was to be yeah. like, when does he in his in his grieving of the right, what stage show, is he at? <laughs> yeah, well, and now he's anger. So he's like, okay, well now he's pissed off. So, but also he's kind of like, well, I think I know best. I think right. I know how to fix this, and I think uh, he knows how to not only manipulate uh, the great darkness, he, he or he believes he does. And also how to manipulate uh, the multiverse, but he also has other plans that we will reveal over Dark Crisis of like this right. is how I'm going to fix this, and this okay. is how I'm going to get what I want. And uh, yeah, without getting too into spoilers, like that's and, and all of that is very like. But there's also a little bit of like that anger comes from just let me do it. If you yeah. let me do it, you will <laughs> see this is better. Yeah, he's very like listen. If I kill you. If I kill you, I promise you, your death will be worth something. Right. Which is it's the whole like, thing about how we were talking before. Well, you know, de- there's a lot of people who are like, well, death is meaningless in comics. And that's part of Pariah's argument is like, yes, let me, let me figure out how to make your death mean something. Yeah. And and that's part of his thing. And he kind of hints at that a little bit where he's like, you'll be happy. And this is important. Like we, we said it at Infinite Frontier. And then he talks about it in 75. Like I can make your death mean something. And, and that's a part of, again, the narrative of the whole whole thing that we're doing yeah the um the the dark army just because it's like you know on one level i can understand pariah's selection process but on the other it's also just a juicy opportunity to show like some of the biggest bads in the dc universe all just just laying waste with justice league and uh you know it's just a a a moment was yeah. that oh, action figures? Well, yeah. It's so, I mean, it's so rare to get to see you. You never see them all together in one place. No, no, no. And I wanted to do that. I mean, there's a part of me that's just selfish. Me, I'm the selfish one in that instance where I'm like, I just want to have a really cool image, and I want to put yeah. these characters together. So how do I get us here? And and right. you know, um, they, we were really selective of who we put in that group, and it really was people who had been parts of major events. Yeah, you know, it's like. Um, you know, I, I wanted to find a home for like Alexander Luther or a home for Superboy Prime, but I do feel like, you know, Jeff and Scott like gave Superboy Prime a happy ending during they that. They kind of did, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, let the let the boy rest. Let him let him let him have his happy ending. You know, we don't need yeah. to rest. 
Let him, let him be happy. We got plenty um, of other characters like Neron. <laughs> but Neron, hey, listen, I love Neron the Unleashed. So I was like, I mean, <laughs> every time we've had these conversations, I'm always like, yo, what about Unreal Unleashed? Because I love Unreal Unleashed. Unreal Unleashed is actually a, a super important event. Yes. You get, you get smart blockbuster from that event. Yep. Uh, and you get Lex back. Like, don't yeah. forget, Lex was not the Lex we have now came from Underworld Unleashed. Like before that, he had been he'd been dead. Like yeah. you had all this stuff where he you had the John Byrne version, and then you had the 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 son, the, the illegitimate son with the long hair. Yeah, the clone. Um, somebody recently called him the son from Australia, and I had totally forgot that he's Australian. So I, I yeah, back, yeah. I went back and I read it, and I was like, oh, that's right. Um, but the Lex Luthor we have now came from Underworld Unleashed, and there's a ton of other pieces of of what we have of, of current dcu or i think the stuff people loved from like um the stuff that you loved from uh jla yeah a lot of those things were built because Underworld unleashed came out before jla and that was like howard porter getting leveled up before jla and it's like you have all of these major dc pieces that came out of Underworld unleashed uh, i love that event um and so that's why Neuron is in there because i'm like this person <laughs> is important and he's supposed to be the devil he's so the kind devil. of like should we put him in here? You know, we should have a place for him. Like, right? I mean, know, you there's... argue about the the mythology of DC and whether he's the devil or not. But there's I'm like, three you devils know. in the DC universe. You're fine. Yeah, yeah, we're fine. Let's put Neron in here. You know, he's a shapeshifter. Like, let's let's get him in here. Let's get him in here. Yeah. You know? um, it's also yeah. where my love of the trickster came from. Was because of oh, that sure, story. Yeah, he got souped you know? up, and uh, he's he's the protagonist of that story. I know it's so weird. It's so yeah. weird, but it's it's awesome. So that's you know, Underworld Unleashed, and then. Uh, Necron, you know, I think when you're doing a story Blackest about Night. the darkness and Blackest Night, you got to have idea. Necron in there, and then obviously Dark Side and the Empty Hand and Upside Down Man with his connections. Um, that came out of conversations I had had with like Rom V and with James about the Upside Down Man and being like, oh, it's hinted that he either is or connected or a piece of the Great Darkness. So I'm like, oh, you have to have him here then. That's so awesome. we had some conversations about how to make that stuff add up and work, and we'll get to that later uh yeah. but you know there's a lot of moving pieces to this but we just really went in there and i was like okay i want all the people like it was empty handed from multiversity um i wanted to get a few others but it became unruly at some point yeah because i you know uh, one of the one of the big uh things that i noticed online some of the chatter was like everybody pretty much gets a compliment there's no bat compliment was the batman who laughs going to be in this or not <laughs> No, no. Um, okay. I, I feel like that has also had its time and we should let that character rest. I've written a lot of Batman Who Laughs, so we did a lot with Batman Who Laughs. And because Batman yeah. Who Laughs is so much a part of, you know, the bridge between metal and death metal. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's a few years of DC storytelling. And the Batman Who Laughs was a major, major piece of that. Because remember, he's not, even the, he's not even the main villain of no. metal. That's right. But he becomes the main villain of, of uh, death, metal. death metal. And so he in particular, I kind of was like, no, 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 let's put him, let's put him away for a bit. And, and he does not show up. I can, I can make that promise. Bad okay. I'm into this story at all. Uh, don't get me wrong. Cause you, you and I've talked before. It's like the Batman who laughs is like a license to print money. Yeah. Like every time we put him in something or a cover or whatever, he would sell so much like that. Batman who laughs is a crazy money maker. And so to me, I was like, no, I can't do it. Um, and often it makes for the story. That is a good point. I, I, I did think about that with where would I put uh, a Batman villain in this story? And like, could he be part of this army? And then I decided not to. There are other things that will come up later in Dark Crisis to uh, kind of get into that a little bit. Mm -hmm. But in this particular instance, 75, um, I didn't want him to, to I didn't want any uh, Batman villains to be in this particular grouping. Um, but it was a deliberate but, like you were like no bat, like just just like big heavy hitters. Yeah. Well, also you look at like Batman's stories outside of like say Final Crisis when he goes against Dark. They're side. not yeah, they're not like the the kind of world ending you know? kind of thing. It's well, not, also like, I was it, killing it doesn't fight the devil. Like <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And I was killing Rachel Ghoul already, so I was like yeah, okay. but there are like it's so funny with all of this. Like I I put a lot of clues in my work of what's coming. Like and sometimes it's throwaway lines, sometimes it's something in the background, sometimes a, a a single panel image. Yeah. Um. That if you when you get to the end and you go back and you look at all, you're gonna be like, oh, he was telling us what was going on the whole time. Yeah. And every once in a while there'll be like a throwaway line of of dialogue and um. 
that three-line dialogue. <laughs> yeah, seemingly. But then it's like, oh, that's important over here. Like, I, it's funny people will be like, well, wouldn't this character do this in this instance? And you're like, yeah, just wait. <laughs> like, just, just, just wait a minute. Like, right. Got to get there. We got to get there. You know. <laughs> um, you know, I wish that Justice League seventy-five could have been longer. Sometimes there's a lot of stuff I wanted to put in there. We just ran out of room. For it reads it, fast. Know? It reads fast, dude. I wish I could have had a lot more in there. I mean, I wish I'd given more of the characters some bigger scenes, but, uh, you know, I just say keep reading. <laughs> that moment, man. Uh, yeah. So the, it blew me away. I was, because uh, I was waiting for it. We, you were talking earlier um, on another mm -hmm. show about how, uh, you know, all these death scenes were really like, you know, heart wrenching to write. And I know that, uh, you yeah. know, it was hard to draw because it was like killing your favorite characters. But then you get to the Trinity. Yeah. And you bury Al in them. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Well, yeah. so for me, I was I like, needed to, I needed it to be clear. It's there that they are. Yeah. Okay. Right. Because it's like, you know, uh, the specter kills Jon Stewart. Right. Oh. Or he at least, he at least knocks down Jon Stewart because Jon Stewart, uh, if you're reading Green Lantern, you know, what Jeffrey Thorne is doing this like great Green Lantern book. He had this ending where Jon Stewart had gotten these new powers as part of the Godstorm. So God Storm. I knew. I knew that I needed somebody big to knock him down. So I'm right. like, okay, it makes sense for the Spectre to be the one to knock him down. And then we have the scene with Doomsday, which was a moment where I wanted you to feel like, oh, maybe they'll make it out of this. But there's no, there's no spoilers here. I mean, you knew on the cover what you were getting. Like, I cover. think people were kind of surprised. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So so Green Arrow gets taken out by Doomsday. And then I needed it to be clear with those three particularly. Because if any of those three made it out i think it would have lost the impact and so i just yeah. needed it to be very very clear that those three were the three that got taken out and that's why we bury allen them which in of itself is a clue but that's a whole other mm -hmm. conversation <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but it's so it was cool to see because it also tells mm -hmm. you like what the what we're looking at you know we're watching mm -hmm. like a crisis happening yeah um, it's the yeah. first time i've seen that effect since crisis yeah, we I that's funny because I tried to get that into stuff before. Oh yeah. Yeah, there was a scene in um in uh Flash year one. I had had this scene that was supposed to be that in reverse and it didn't oh. it just didn't work out. Uh so with Rafa with this scene, we talked about it a lot, we went back and forth on the breath because I was like, I want you to do this, but I I, I want you to still find a way to make your twist on it. Right. You know, make it Rafa's. And we went back and forth on that Rafa did that awesome splash and we were like, yeah, this is great. This nails it. It's it's such a cool uh, big moment. And again, it's a two-page spread. We wanted to make sure it was clear what was happening. Right. Uh, but again, that visual is supposed to clue you into certain things. It is supposed to kind of um, hit those, um, those uh, nostalgia buttons in a way. Sure, of course. But I think it also, again, it, it sort of gives you an idea of what's happening, but it also made the scene a bit more serious, I think, when that happened. Yeah. Well it also tells you like what the stakes are, I think, where you're like, oh, yeah. I'm I am bearing witness to a crisis right now. Um even yeah. if that's the first yeah. and only time we've ever actually seen that effect. And I remember like thinking, I think when we covered it one time, I was like, well, and obviously this effect of Barry uh melting into skeletons uh is is him going into the speed force. Because of mm -hmm. course, like that is kind of the explanation. I I doubt the Trinity is going into the Speed Force. No, no. But <laughs> you know what's funny is, is that when you think of the original intent, like when they made that scene, back they were in killing him. They were killing him. You know, yeah. so there was no there was no plan. I mean, you're talking about like Barry was dead for a long time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, even when you think about like Return of Barry Allen, which I think is like ninety two, ninety three. Uh, yeah, like, yeah, around, around there, right, like ninety four. Like it's it's mid, it's early nineties. Yeah. I don't think it's ninety four. I, I don't think it's ninety four. It's got to be so because here's the thing: it's in that same time period as like Superman one hundred. Oh, maybe you're right. Maybe it's ninety four. Because it's ninety four. Because yeah, well, because it's well, okay. No, I think it is ninety three. Because or I would get like nerdy right. on you for a moment. All right, so Superman dies in seventy five. Superman dies in yes right but clark kent dies in 100 and there's this right. cover that is like death of clark kent on issue 100 okay yeah and we take that math that happened probably in 94 right and you look at flash 100 that came out around the same time and mm -hmm. that was the storyline with him versus cobra and so flash 100 had the same kind of cover 
Turner Bounty Allen starts in what 76, like 75, 76, and it ends in 79. And then yeah. 80 is the beginning of like Wally and the new costume, and that's like him finally running out of the shadows. So you're talking about 20 issues. Yeah. Before. So it probably is like end of 92. I think you're like, right. Yeah. Somebody listening to this is gonna look it up or they know it. They just well they can just it. Google it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. One time, uh one time I was talking to Mark Wade, this is like maybe a month ago. And we were talking about some some like bigger DC plans, and we were talking about Wally, and we were talking about Wally's costume. And on the on the call, I was like, "Oh, you know, like Flash 80." And it was this kind of weird moment where I'm like, "I'm telling Mark Wade, who has like a perfect memory of all comics, does yeah, when something that he wrote happened, right? Like, <laughs> uh, you know, so one of those things I was kind of just laughing at myself about it because it's like, of course, Mark Wade remembers he remembers books he didn't write that came out before he was born. Of course, he's gonna right. remember the book that he uh, he worked on that was a major a major cool thing that he did. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's gonna be interesting. Uh, you know, the different reactions I've seen from people, and and it's like, you know, the people who believe and they don't in our oh, world, yeah. and that's why we play with those ideas in Dark Crisis that some people believe and some don't. And I, I try to try to play with all those ideas in these books. And it's been really exciting. Yeah. It reminds me of uh, when, when Batman died and like Tim was the only one who was like, no. Nah. Yeah. No. Nah. Yeah. Is there, or, uh, okay. So here you want to get nerdy. Uh, you remember that, yeah. uh, remember that TGIF crossover where uh, Mickey Mouse disappears and he goes into all those different shows, like uh, like Family Ties and stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah and the yeah. only one, who, and the only one who doesn't who doesn't believe him and 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 knows who he is and find him is Roger Rabbit. Who's the <laughs> Roger Rabbit in your <laughs> in the Dark Crisis? Oh my gosh, dude! His name is Hal Jordan. <laughs> that's well, that yeah, that moment that you talked about, I think, in this issue where he's like, bullshit. Oh, it's an issue one, yeah. Is it issue, issue one? Because I saw yeah, the issue one. Black Adam tells him. So issue one, Black Adam. We're getting deep into spoilers here, folks. Uh, but basically, issue one, Black Adam is like, here's what happened. Which, by the way, if you read seventy five, you know Black Adam is the survivor, and he comes back and is like, Leslie is dead. So in issue one, a dark crisis, he tells, he, he's already told everybody, and now yeah. we're dealing with it. But Hal Jordan has been off on this mission, so Hal Jordan comes back. Um, we see a little bit of it in the road to dark crisis special. Um, cause he finds out from Jackson, like Jackson is the first one to be like, justly you're gone. And he's like, mm, no, he goes to black Adam, black Adam tells him the whole thing. And then I was just like, bullshit, bullshit. <laughs> and then he says to Wally, he's just kind of like, like, there's a whole scene with him, Wally and Sean, where they're debating what they're going to do. And, and then Hal is kind of like, well, I'm going to go find out what really happened. Wally, you are going to go find Barry and go find like, yeah, go find Barry. Yeah. Um, which that's what happens in the Flash book is about Barry with, I'm sorry, it's about Wally and the Flash family trying to find Barry Allen. Um, yeah. But how's the one that is like, no, 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 no. we're going to find out what really happened. And he's the one that takes off to go, to go look for the dark army. Cause he's like, well, I mean, how's the one that is like, listen, if somebody, Can he has this moment where he's like, what is, <laughs> he says, he says like, um, he says to Wally, like, what would Barry do? You know? And he's oh. like, well, Barry would look for the evidence. He'd go to the crime scene. And he's like, all right. So here's what we're going to do. And he basically explains like, well, then if there is Stark army out there, if Pariah is out there with this army, that means they're still out there possibly. So I have to go find them. And Hal goes on, on an adventure and there's a lot more pieces. That I, I'm worried if I talk too much about, I'll end up spoiling all the totally. really stuff that's coming with Hal um, and Wally. Like it was the, you know, the, the three of them go in different directions. You know, it's like Hal goes this way, Wally goes this way. And then John goes another way. And then John, runs into his own troubles um yes. trying to be the caretaker of earth while everyone else is trying to figure out what's going on and then that leads to a lot of a lot of big fun and big problems and we revealed some of it i mean because you know we have the covered issue too dark crisis is already out there and it has deathstroke versus nightwing um which we start to explain some of that stuff and then we have yeah. we have on fighting cyborg superman and that scene is brutal it is mean um all the stuff with the two of them is mean but they uh yeah we revealed that cover already in issue two that has the we've already shown some of the art the deathstroke versus nightwing stuff because i mean we've been like if you look at infinite frontier and justly incarnate that was building the multiverse threat that was building the pariah danger yeah um with the stark army but then I wanted to create an army on the ground. I wanted to create a problem on the ground. And that's mm. where Batman, Robin, Deathstroke, like that story I was telling there um, that is now in Shadow War and that leads to Shadow War Mecha. Which Shadow War Mecha is really important because it leads directly into Dark Crisis. And um, I mean, literally the ending is like, go read Dark Crisis because this just goes right into it. And cool. 
you get to see what Deathstroke's up to. And part of Deathstroke's thing is like, you know, if the Justice League are gone, it's time to party. And like a yeah. lot of them have that same attitude. And it's like, if you're Deathstroke, what's the first thing you go after? Those Titans I've been dealing with forever. Yeah. You know, and so what does that mean? And like, how does that cause problems? And you have John over here trying to figure something out. And it, it just becomes this, it's a very tense, uh, dangerous time in the DCU. And you get to see why the Justice League, you know, matter. And it, right. it's, it's, there's a lot of stuff going on. But yeah, we have that, that covered issue two is already out there. So it's not like I'm spoiling that part, but it's a lot of fun. There's more coming. Like, I think, I think I said next week, we're going to reveal the cover issue three. Uh, we're going to reveal some covers to issue three. And I think people will start being like, wait, what is this about? Like, yeah. Cause it's like, you're going to really start seeing the pieces come together of what oh, yeah. is actually happening and how all of these pieces of been building start coming together. It, it's, it's really interesting with comics now because it's like, and I know I said this before, it's all about, you have to read the books. You have to read the books. You have to read the books, but you know, it's so much about, like fans now, they pay attention to all of it. Like covers, solicits, there is stuff online, interviews, like what we're doing right now, talking about it, it's all part of the experience of the comic. Yep. And so I'm always trying to be careful how much I reveal, but I do think it's all part of that experience. And my hope is is that all of these pieces make you go buy the book. You know, it's like yeah. I want you to go buy it and enjoy it and see this crazy story we're telling in the DCU. But uh yeah, it's going to be really interesting. I think there's a lot of fun stuff coming, and like we just revealed those one shots. It's going to be, oh, it's going to be, it's a lot. <laughs> yeah. I think it'll be really fun once we get through all of it. People will see the, the, the coolness of it all. Definitely. I think that we're in a, we're, you know, we're in an interesting place right now with comics, like you said. And like there is this, you know, you have two audiences you have the you have the the old guard and the new readers and the old guard has seen it done it been there done that uh and and they're also typically the most vocal uh and so as a result but but because of the expectations and the catering to the new um there's this kind of like noise and it's not like being noisy and selling books this is more like Mm -hmm. just the white noise that you that erupts from the conversation about stuff like this which is just pure unadulterated like big two let's have some fun comic books and as a result like i think there's some like there's some muddling of the conversation regarding what dark crisis is or where it's heading and there's some expectations um and i i think it's compounded by uh just the just the the overall online chatter and expectations and i was i was testing that theory about three months ago i pulled Mm -hmm. a poll on this channel where i was like DC announces the death of Justice League. Which hero is likely to be the lone survivor? And everyone picked Batman, right? Batman's 58% out of 3,000 votes. Oh, yeah. And 80 comments all being like, well, obviously they're not going to kill Batman. They can't kill their cash cow. Like, there is still this expectation that, like, you know, that, that like, oh, well, they're not going to touch this. These are, this is precious. This isn't going to work. They're not going to, like, yeah. this, this is this, like outthinking the, the, the publisher kind of thing. And it's like, you were wrong, man. Oh, you gotta, you gotta read it. Well, it's funny you say that because I do think one of the, the things about Dark Crisis yeah. is, and, and all, all of those conversations matter, right? Yeah. Like, all of these conversations matter. The the newer audience and the, the older audience, I don't even like calling them that, but the audience that have been reading maybe longer. Yeah, I, I, like, I'm trying to like, think of something like a, like the like the classic <laughs> audience, but I don't know. There's, there's gotta be another term. Well, that's how I see the characters, right? Like, all of those conversations do matter, and it's like, this is part of what the story is about. Like, it's not about replacing anybody, right? Like, right. it's not about replacing anybody. It's not about old versus new. It's not. It is about how all of these pieces matter. Right? right like to me when dc works the best is when we are doing new stuff but we were honoring the classic when we have those pieces i think you know the generational history the sidekicks the legacy characters when all those parts are together that is when dc comics works its best and that is a large part of what dark crisis is actually about is that yeah once you have all of these characters, you have the JSA and the Titans and the Justice League and the Teen Titans, and you have all these newer characters and you can go back and look at older characters. Like, you know, when all those pieces are working together, they're unstoppable. And to me, that's what Dark Crisis is about. It's about showing that. It's about showing all of those parts together. It isn't about replacing anybody. It isn't about like 
you know, shoving anything to the side or this character doesn't matter. Or this character is more than this character. It's like they all, when they're all working together, they can stop anything. And I, and that's really what Dark Crisis is to me. And, and that's the kind of message I, I'm trying to get out there with it. And then I think that will come through when you're reading it, that it's like all of these parts together is when DC Comics works its best. Like to me, my favorite eras of DC were when those parts were all together. You look at the stuff in the early 2000s, late 90s, where it was like, there was a JSA book. There was, there was like more than one JSA book because you also had like classified, you know, and it's right. like you had, had JLA and we had the Titans, we had Teen Titans, we had Legion of Superheroes, we had multiple Superman books, we had multiple Green Lantern books. Like when we had, you know, and again, we had a lot of Batman books then too. Oh yeah. But you have, you have all of these, um, pieces all of these eras of dc that are are at the same time and they're working with each other those are the times for me as a reader those are always my favorite times in dc you know um we've talked before like you go back to the early 90s and i i know we've talked before where it's like when tim drake was coming and then there was uh bart and connor and cassie you know we had these characters john paul coming like you had all these parts and then Kyle Rayner, you know, it's like you had all of these new characters getting introduced. And at the same time as there was, and then you gradually had like this added importance of the JSA. You know, you look at something like Jack Knight and Starman coming and then Star Girl, you know, and it's like all those things are adding to the mythology. Right. And it's, but in a way that shows you that those things from the past mattered like Jack Knight and Stargirl particularly are two characters that really show you that all of that previous stories, all the generational history stuff, that stuff really does matter. And it's like, I know we're kind of going around a way to get to those points in some ways. Uh, you know, obviously killing the justice league is, is a weird way for us to get there, <laughs> but it goes back to what we said before. It's like, I have to be noisy. I gotta like get your attention somehow to yeah. be like, this is this is big and crazy and then it's like but this is actually about this it really is about legacy and why legacy matters I and mean, that's why you know it's like I, i've talked about it a few times where it's like crisis on infinite earths is about the multiverse really you know it is about the multiverse in the day and that's why page one is the shot of the multiverse you know it's the birth of it and then it's like you look at infinite crisis and crisis is a story about uh, superman Right? It's a Superman story at the end of the day. And that's why Superman's on page one. Right. Uh, that's why our page one is about the birth of sidekicks. It's the birth of legacy in the DCU because we had had stuff before, right? But, yeah. you know, the idea that Dick Grayson was taking on this responsibility, this oath to Batman is really the beginning of, uh, to me at least, you know, it's the beginning of the legacy of the DCU. It's when everything starts falling into place after that. Yeah, And uh that's why i wanted to start there and and like that scene of them lighting the candle in the dark that is incredibly important for the whole the whole book but that was what i I wanted from that that's why we start there and i'm hoping that people see that as they're reading this that's what this is about is about showing where all of these characters you know from characters that we've known for the last 80 years of sea history are are just as important as some of the characters that are a year old yeah yeah it's all about it's all about the the DC is at its best and all these pieces are are playing together, but it's also growing. You know, it, it needs to keep growing. Um, yeah. If it doesn't keep growing, it, it will become stagnant, and we don't want that. We want it to keep growing, but I don't think you can have it grow if you ignore the root. You know, it's like, mm. you know, I, I was talking about this with somebody else where I was like, you know, it's like planting a seed. And it's that seed is in the dark. And you got to water it, and then eventually it will grow. But you have to keep letting that seed grow. But if you go to that root and you cut it off, the rest of it will not. Right? It will it will die. Yeah. So it's a it is a relationship. You have to have both. You have to have the root, and you have to have it continue grow. Right? And 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 so uh, I don't get too lost into gardening because I, somebody who's a gardener <laughs> will come in and be like, well, actually, yeah. <laughs> like, but I, I think that, that that's what DC is and that's what this is about. Like, it's not about, um, you know, it's not about the future state Justice League characters coming in to replace anybody. It's not about that. It is about all of these pieces operating together. Um, and then on a, on, a, on a meta level, it's about all these pieces working together to make a better DC on a, a story level, you know, on a deep down of the story. It's about all of those characters working together to to fight 
the inn, right? To fight the darkness, to fight destruction and death and fight Pariah and an army and then to fight Deathstroke and his army. And it's like, yeah, you know, there's all kinds of other moving pieces, but that's really what it all is to me. Like I'm, I love DC comics and I've been reading DC comics pretty much my whole life. And it was always like one of my dreams to work at DC comics. And, um, and now here I am. So it's like, <laughs> I was, when I was working on flash, I was like, okay, I have these things I need to say about flash. These yeah. are the pieces yeah. I got to say about flash. And when I'm working with Damien or Robin, I'm like, these are the things I want to say about Damien. When it comes to dark crisis, it's much more about like, this is me saying something about DC comics. Um, uh, and, and particularly sidekicks, because I think sidekicks yeah. are one of the things that make DC unique. And it's a part yeah. of DNA to have sidekicks, to have the partners, to have the legacy characters. You know, the the family is always growing, right? Like Batman, who is this uh, supposed loner, mm-hmm. has the biggest family in comics. Yep. <laughs> so it's about, you know, it's about growing those pieces. Superman's yeah. family, Green Lantern, Flashes, Wonder Woman, Aquaman. It's... You know, it is part of, I, I think that, I mean, I don't know. I feel like that's, that's a part of DC, right? Like, is these these families keep growing. And we get new yeah. versions, we get this, you know, we get the cool sidekicks and you get the new partners. Yeah. Well, with, with growth, you get, like, everyone gets a favorite, right? Because, like, everybody has yeah. a favorite Flash. Everybody has a favorite member of the Bat family. Everybody has a favorite Lantern. Everybody has a favorite, yeah. like, yeah. Titan. Like, you the more you add, the more inclusive it gets. I like to, you know... um I make fun of uh, Flash a little bit because it's like, oh, he's one he's one quarter of Superman's power is cool. But uh, on the other end, element, no, 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 he's actually faster. And I'm just, I'm just he's faster. I'm razzling faster. you a little bit. That's a whole but, other uh, conversation for a whole other It day. is. But, uh, <laughs> but one of the things that I think is endearing about the Flash, you know, because it's like the Flash family, right? It's like, oh, you're all fast. It's like, oh, and, and but they're so inclusive. And so they're always so jubilant. They're like, oh, what can you do? Go fast? Well, guess what? You're on the family now, man. Welcome to the team. Like, all right. Yeah. Like, it, yeah, I, yeah. whereas it's like, oh, if you like, there's no other power set where it's like, oh, you can can do you know you can fight well what the hell you give it 17 different groups if you're a speedster you're in the family and uh yeah like someone should have a story about that like they find out about somebody out there who's running really fast and then barry's like let's go find them and bring them in right, exactly <laughs> and like and, and he's like i don't want to join your 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 running group you know your well, that was kind of max mercury though like yeah. max mercury was like i'm perfectly content working a toll booth like yeah. I have no, you know, I'm, I'm totally cool. You guys do what you're doing. I'll be over here. And then that's when, you know, Jay yeah, but then need, he needed Donnie, a, you're he like, needed... no, 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 come on. Like, right. Yeah. Well, but yeah, I think yeah. Max came into his own when he became a mentor, you know, and it was like, well, yeah, when he got stuck with Bart, when he got stuck with Bart, <laughs> exactly. But uh, yeah, when he, yeah. When he became this father figure character. And I think, you know, he really grew as, as a character from that, but that goes to the idea of these, these families. Growing. Right. I mean, right. And it, that's what it is. It's, it's inclusivity. Well, it's fascinating to watch, like, you know, Barry Allen dies in Christ on Infinite Earths, right? He dies in 85. Yeah. Um, by the time you get to the early 90s, you have this Flash family that just keeps growing, you know? Yeah. And it's like, you have you have Wally, and you have Jesse, and you have Jay, and you have Johnny, and you have uh, Bart shows up. Yep. It's like, you have all these things, and then Excess is there, and it's like, this thing keeps on growing and growing and growing and growing, and it's like... Uh, I don't know. I, I find that interesting that so much cool stuff can come from death in the DCU. That's <laughs> true. Oh, you just brought it all together, man. Uh, well, let's, let's, uh, I wanted to wrap up with just a thought that I'm sure, yeah, 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 yeah. which is just uh, honestly, you know, I know this is, we talk mostly about like this, this event and how it's coming and you should yeah, buy it yeah. and stuff like that. But I, I, the reason why I even wanted to entertain the idea of like, you know, let's sell this event is because there's sure. like, I hear, the audience and they're just like there's this there's this hunger and this desire like from some who are disaffected they're like eh, like i don't really care like when i you know it's so easy to fall off and i, I don't really care i'm not really getting to the comic book store you know there's not a lot of hype right now not everybody's excited and then there's the new folk who don't even know you know they didn't they they didn't they, their parents didn't drag them to the to the comic book store to buy super mm-hmm. to buy three copies of superman's death right because they're like well this is this is important this is a big seminal moment i mean i was um, the one that was like waiting in the rain for it with my dad and i was like what are we doing here <laughs> yeah well see my folks read yeah. about it in the newspaper they were like oh superman's dying we gotta go to the comic book store and i was like you never want to take me to the comic book store what oh, are you man, doing no i was already, i love the comic book already store, the kid going to drive me there 
But, I was already uh, a kid going every week, so that nice. Was oh, so was I, yeah. but I was I was dependent on a ride. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. But uh, but this is I think this is this and more are it. Like these <laughs> are the if you're looking for an event to get you in, and when I say event, I don't even need I I don't mean like the event called Dark Crisis, but like the event of of event comics or if the event of going the pageantry of going to a comic book store and 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 getting excited about something getting on the ground floor of something that's yeah, happening yeah. That's, that's that's going to seismically change the dc universe or at the very least define what it is and what it means to be a fan of dc yeah. this is it like take it's okay to celebrate joy even if it's just yeah. something as like you know as 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 superficial is killing the justice league but like there's more to there's depth there i'm not saying it's like yeah well that's what i'm saying too is that like you know i i I always hate to be like enjoying the ride a little bit right but like it is it's a ride yeah well i've always said this to people who've come to me at conventions and have been very concerned for years this has been going on like yeah and and they'll come to me and they're really worried about something and again it's like i said before it's like i'm at the end of the book a lot of times with these stories right like i know i know what's going to happen so it's hard for me sometimes, but I, I, the thing I always tell them, and I'm sure we've talked about before too, is that like, it is a roller coaster. Like you are getting on this roller coaster, you know, it's going to have some ups, you know, it's going to have some downs and it's going to be scary at times, but at the end you're going to have fun. You got to like, like, let yourself have fun on the ride a little bit, you know, like yeah. if you're getting on to the ride. You got to kind of know what you're getting yourself into and just have some fun with it. It's going to be intense at times. Um, but try to enjoy the ride. Like if you love comics and you like these characters and like these stories like just come just come with us like we're gonna have some fun like right it's gonna be scary sometimes but let's have some fun like scary <laughs> scary is good scary is good sometimes it's good let's, let's go and and uh and that's really with this that it's like you know people are skeptical of it i i'm it is hard sometimes to win people over and that is part of it. even the meta-ness of the story we kind of deal with that a little bit but you know it's it's kind of like listen like the most I can tell you is just come with us and just have just have some fun. You know, know that we're trying to tell something that says something. We're, we're trying to tell a story that says something about the DCU. Right. And if you are a fan of the DCU, there will be things here for you. So just <laughs> uh, without getting too into spoilers, sometimes I wish I could. I, I wish I could just be like, yo, this is everything that happens. <laughs> just <Right>. go. <laughs> sometimes I'm excited about it. You know, I mean, I'll, yeah. I'll get caught up and I'll be like, oh, this happens, this happens, this happens. Like, you know, there are times I'm like, oh, I'll, I'll explain with with DC, you know, we'll talk a little bit about it. And then I'll just go on these rants of like, well, here's what happens in everything, you know, and right. I, give, I give it all away <laughs> uh, because I get, get too excited about it. But that's what I'm hoping people can see. You know, it's like it's funny sometimes I'm kind of like, yo, like, look around my office. I'm a big old, big old DC nerd. Exactly. <laughs> like, trust me, man. I know what I'm talking yeah, about. Like, like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to lead you astray. We're not going on a, yeah, I'm on the outsider that doesn't know and doesn't care. Like I doesn't do, care. I do, know and I do care. And it's yeah. like, and I, I, I hope sometimes people will know that, that I do care. And it's like, I, I'm, I'm trying to tell you like, we're, we're going for a ride, like enjoy the ride. Like, let's go see the show, you know, and, and, uh, and have some fun with it. And, uh, yeah, and just know that we're 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 talking about the stuff that you love, and, right. and we'll get there. We'll get there. See, it's gotta. But you gotta kind of, you gotta kind of come with us. I know it's kind of weird. I'm like the Pie Piper over here, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Like... But you, well, because and I think people are people are skeptical because like they're so discerning now about what media they consume because they have like a gazillion options, and it's just like <clears throat> if you're in, if you like comics, you're like it's it's gonna be yeah well that goes to the thing we were saying before though it's like and this is what led us to do the story we're telling the way we're telling it and start here you know yeah. it's like we've been telling us a bunch of pieces of this across the dcu for the last year and putting these pieces on the table but this particular part this big piece of it we had to start here because we got your attention like you know i did see this person talk about this one time where they were like uh this was the first time they had talked about dc or the first time they talked about justice and it's like well all right, I got your attention now. Exactly. Come with me. Come with yeah. me. Yeah. Uh, and that's what all this stuff is. And it's like I'm just hoping that uh, you know all the work that we're doing, all the work of the creators and Coriel, like you know, I, I think one of the lessons I've learned over the last five years, six years, really, since I've been back at DC, is that like uh, DC Comics is never one person. It, it's it's a team of people. It's a lot of us working together to try to do good stories. Just try to get people to be excited about these characters and these stories. Um, I hope people can see that and they can see that we care and that they 
they come with us again, like come with us for the ride. But, you know, and I'm going to go back to the whole thing of like good things can come from death in the DCU, which I've talked about this a lot. It's like, you know, we have Kyle yeah. because what happened with Hal, you know, we have uh, Tim because what happened with yeah, oh, Jason, four Supermen, yeah, four, yeah. four, four, yeah. four, four beloved characters. Yeah, out of the there's a lot of there's a lot of pieces that came out of these kinds of stories, and and that's part of what the story is about. So I'm hoping yeah. I'm hoping we can end here because just people yeah. like you know recognize that what we're doing we're good things that come from death in the DCU, and you'll, you'll see. Yeah, cool. I know that sounds a little morbid, but. <laughs> Eh, but in comics you know it ain't permanent so it's okay to it's okay to dwell in there for well, it's, a it's that quote though right like uh death is only the beginning yes oh yeah <laughs> oh i'm shocked that wasn't the opener <laughs> i know i know i know i should leave we should leave it there all right so we should go and i have to get back to work i feel like my phone's ringing i, I, I oh, bet yeah. you i'm gonna look over my email inbox and it's gonna be a bunch of stuff i have to do today yep <laughs> well thanks it's gonna be like it's monday work yeah yeah it is monday that's true Listen, folks, we'll yeah. see you guys next time with another episode. But of course, uh, when is Dark Crisis number one on sale? Uh, Dark Crisis goes on sale on June 7th. Um, right now, we're in the window for FOC for the Road to Dark Crisis and Shadow War Omega. Yep. Uh, you should definitely check out the free comic book day book that's coming out, the Dark Crisis Zero. Yeah. Um, and yeah, pre-order uh, Dark Crisis one uh, with, your, with your local comic book store. Right, because uh, I didn't get my Death of Justice League, ladies and gentlemen. You better pre-order your Dark Crisis. Yeah, before. my shop was out of it too, so that was a whole thing. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> I have copies here. I have like a box of them right here, but you know, yes. um, that are mine. They're my copies, but they're um, yours. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, we'll All right, see you guys cool. next right. time. Thanks a lot, yeah. and we'll uh, okay. we'll see you next week. Don't forget to uh, like and subscribe as always. So long. <laughs>